0: You're listening to August Nights. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor FM, the easiest way to make a podcast. Today's topic of discussion is the coronavirus pandemic. How has it impacted your life since the outbreak started? Today's guest wishes to remain anonymous, which I have no problems with. With that being said, let's begin. So in terms of the COVID-19 pandemic, how would you say that your life has been impacted from a professional standpoint?
1: My life's been impacted in a way that... The routine has changed. My routine has changed for myself, for my children. The consistency of various activities that we were involved in have changed. It's affected their mental state, how they're viewing the world at the moment, just their inability right now to trust, trust the country they live in. That's definitely impacted everyone as a whole.
0: How would you say your experience has been with remote learning?
1: I can take two viewpoints um, with regard to being a parent and dealing with remote learning. The advantages of remote learning, now that I've been um, thrown into it, is I get to actually, I'm more involved in what it is exactly that they're learning, spending more time with them, seeing, you know, weaknesses and strengths that sometimes teachers may speak upon, you know, when you're involved in parent-teacher conferences. However, it's different when you're actually working with that child and you have a hands on and first opinion and you know, you have your own personal interaction with them to be able to see what those weaknesses and strengths are. Also, you know, you get to see your child's personality and you know start to learn them because a lot of times children spend most of their day in the classroom and in front of the teacher. so by the time you're you know you arrive at home it's pretty much homework eating a meal maybe some you know independent time and then it's off to bed so pretty much majority of the day is spent in this you know in the school setting so it allows to me in my opinion a parent to actually get to know their child also keeping them safe and you know having them under your watchful eye. The disadvantages is that it can be chaotic, especially if you're someone who works from home as well. A lot of times the teachers are, you know, having issues with classroom management. A lot of children are not behaving in a way that would be representative in a classroom. They're behaving as if they're at home, which, you know, rightfully so, they're at home. Also, you know, if there are children with special needs, it's hard to actually be able to assess them and see it, you know, and do any type of progress monitoring because you're not actually there in person. A lot of children require an in-person learning um style. so it's important for them in that population you know, a disadvantage for both the parent and the actually um, the teacher. Also, a lot of times the work hours are extended past what they normally would be if you were in the building. A lot of teachers are stressed. It's overwhelming, especially for high school teachers who teach multiple courses and have multiple students in front of them. So that definitely can impact, you know, that's definitely impact the remote learning. And also too, I would say just having the space, you know, to be productive using this method as well you have a wider broadband in order to accommodate everyone who's online that can also you know pose a problem also the attentiveness with your with your child it's different when they're at home and you know they're dealing with their parent as opposed to dealing with teachers instructors sometimes you get a different result you know a different behavior sometimes parents can be a little bit impatient and in, in short, and become more of a disciplinarian as opposed to an educator, a lot of parents are not trained to be educators. So they're getting frustrated. They don't know, you know, how to actually teach the child. Remote learning comes with a lot of challenges, so I definitely feel like they should have provided some form of training for these teachers, uh, for these parents are now thrown into a situation where they're wearing multiple hats. We all wear multiple hats, but most of us are not educators and they didn't choose that profession, but now they're being forced into it. So I do understand those parents who want their children back in school. However, me personally, although I have you know pondered those challenges, I do feel like safety first. If the buildings are not gonna provide a consistent, safe environment for the, um, the students, then best practices, of course, remote learning, you know, regardless of the advantages or disadvantages.
0: Okay, so great segue, great answer. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on that. So what I'm gonna ask you to do, since I know you, I'm gonna ask you to take off your professional hat and to put on your parent hat, be mom, and just speak candidly to me. When I ask you, what do you think about reopening schools and sending your children back into classrooms?
1: Oh, presently, uh, it's a hard pass for me. (laughs) Absolutely not. I would not be interested in sending my child back into a building where um, I personally know that uh, employees and staff members have been infected with, with COVID.
0: And that will conclude our interview for today's podcast. I'd like to thank our guest who chose to remain anonymous. Up next, my rant. Stay tuned. This August night's podcast is brought to you by Anchor FM. Anchor FM, the easiest way to make a podcast where you can create, distribute, and monetize your podcast right from your phone with easily use creation tools, 100% free hosting and distribution, and straightforward analytics. Anchor FM, the easiest way to make a podcast. Reopening schools. Obviously, the school year, the 2019 school year was cut short pretty abruptly back in March, March 16th, I believe exactly, was when schools decided to shut down, at least in the Chicagoland area, at least in Chicago. Schools were shut down because of the spread of the coronavirus. No one wanted to get sick. It was spreading. It was really not under control, still not under control. So for the safety of the students and the teachers, well, and for the safety of everyone, actually, there was a stay-at-home order. So as a result, there was remote learning put in place for the last few months of the school year. That didn't go over very well. Not everyone had the capacity for the remote learning in terms of the internet coverage, internet speed, internet capacity varies in different neighborhoods, so different students were impacted differently as a result. Also, not all of the educators or teachers were up to speed in that type of technology, so that also was a struggle for them being able to connect to the, the different conference calls, and the different platforms that they used to hold their classes for educators who worked with special needs students. That's a physical job. You have to physically be there. That's not something that is really effective over the phone or via a teleconference. It's just it's not the same. It's not. It's something that you have to physically be present for. And with the schools closed, that's just not something that was able to happen. So there are a lot of things that weren't being addressed educationally as a result of remote learning. We just weren't prepared for that. We still aren't prepared for it. Even though it's back time again for schools to reopen, the coronavirus numbers are back on the rise. Right before schools are to reopen, there's been a lot of debate throughout the country as to whether schools should reopen. A lot of areas, some schools have reopened. Some areas they haven't. In Georgia, they've opened up schools, and they've opened up schools this week, and within the first two days, they've had four cases of students who tested positive for the coronavirus, and another 40 who have been quarantined. This is just two two days of school in just this one area. In Mississippi, there were six students and one staff member that tested positive at a school district in Mississippi. As a result, 116 students were quarantined for 14 days. It's a real hot topic in terms of should we open these schools or not, because children definitely are carriers of this virus and spreaders of the virus. That's fact. That's proven. There's over 31,000 cases of students with the coronavirus in Georgia alone. So children get it. They do spread it. And they're not only in schools with other children, they're in schools with teachers and counselors and other adults that are more likely to contract the virus. It would affect them differently. So it's, it's a huge concern for students, a huge concern for teachers, and a huge concern for parents. Tuesday, August 4th, just this past Tuesday, there were 1,000 deaths and nearly another 1,400 on Wednesday, August 5th, 2,400 deaths in two days. There are currently 4,824,175 cases in the US and 158,268 deaths. Roughly 3% of those who contract this virus will die from this virus. Those numbers have stayed true since the very beginning of this virus. The death rate between contracting the virus and dying has been 3% pretty steady i've checked it throughout this last six months i've checked these numbers on these rates and they've been about three percent for the most part it's been pretty consistent three percent it's pretty scary and no one seems to have the answers or at least we don't seem to have the answers that is going to conclude today's podcast with august Knights. thank you for listening until next time stay safe peace